Welcome to the Fingers Podcast. I'm your host, David Fonte, also known as the Fearless Fingers Editor, also known as DJ Disappoint Your Parents, broadcasting from the Fingers Studio here at HQ in sunny Charleston, South Carolina, where everything is finer. Except for the roads, the schools, the union density, the institutional racism. Beautiful beaches, though. Today I'm going to be reading the most recent edition of Fingers, which was published on September 20th, 2021, under the headline, The Pseudoscientific Spectacle of Bang Energy CEO. We'll get into that in just a minute, but before we do, I'd like to quickly thank every single one of you who bought a subscription this past week. I so, so appreciate it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Fingers launched paid subscriptions on Wednesday, and already we've got scores of friends of Fingers who have stepped up to support the independent drinks journalism I produce with their hard-earned beer money. Amazing. I truly like can't say enough how grateful I am. So, if you enjoy my work and would like to help sustain the booze letter, please hit fingers.substack.com now and buy a subscription. Annual subscriptions are 25% off until October 22nd, and that's just $60, which I know, you know, sounds like some money, but if you do have the math, it's basically like one less shot in a beer combo per month in at least cities of any size. Will you pass up one Boilermaker a month to underwrite the booze letter? I really hope that you will, and I'd be so grateful if you did. Again, that's fingers.substack.com, and right now annual subscriptions there are 25% off, making it just $60 for the entire year. What a steal. That said, free subscribers are always welcome too, and for the next 28 days, they'll get the same privileges as paying readers. So if you're not sure that you're ready to subscribe, but you still want to check out Fingers and see what it's all about, you can go to fingers.substack.com and enter your email address and select the free subscription option to get a better feel for my work and decide if it's something that you want to pay for. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow the booze letter on Instagram at its.fingers. That's its.fingers on Instagram. That one's free to follow and always will be. I'm posting daily original memes about drinking in America and the beer business and a lot of other fun stuff too. Okay, without further ado, let's get to the read. The Pseudoscientific Spectacle of Bang Energy's CEO Bang Energy's chaotic chief executive, Jack Oak, is an iron-pumping maga-maniac who likes to be photographed with TikTok fitness influencers less than half his age and once got sued by a competitor for claiming that his products could, quote, reverse mental retardation and help Alzheimer's. The high school science teacher turned chief scientific officer has a catchphrase that objectively rules... If you ain't banging, you ain't hanging. See? Incredible. He posts that in videos a lot to his 1.1 million follower Instagram account. Actually, OOC's Instagram has been a small obsession here at Fingers headquarters for a while now. It's kind of like Creed Thoughts meets Tony Perkis, Ben Stiller's psychotic fat camp furor from the 1995 Disney classic Heavyweights. Tomorrow morning at 0600, everyone who has not met their weight loss goal will join me on a 20-mile hike. Pack light, boys. The party's over. As I've written before, if you're looking for a quackishly unhinged content machine to add to your feed, at bangenergy.ceo most certainly has you covered. Case in point, the other day, Oak posted a video of himself receiving an injection of what he referred to as CTM Boost. 
In the caption, the exec describes the treatment as, quote, preventative medicine, close quote, to combat shoulder wear and tear from what he calls years of heavy lifting. More specifically, according to the doctor wielding the syringe in the video, it's a bunch of birth tissue. So you're, what you're seeing with this uh, CTM boost is the, the mixed connective tissue uh, fragments that, that contain the growth factors, right? You're not really seeing the molecules, but you're seeing that tissue that is uh, placental umbilical cord derived and it's, it's ground up and then that's mixed with the lidocaine, the anesthetic. Huh. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for OAK shooting up weird shit and posting it for clout, and I've got no beef with regenerative medicine. Or at least not in theory, although under the United States for-profit healthcare regime, the industry seems a little grifty. I guess what's throwing me here is that it's a little bizarre to see a Republican mega-donor who regularly posts Bible verses and prayers to God and Christ Jesus in block caps, filming himself receiving birth tissue injections to help him achieve hashtag gains. After all, for decades, right-wing evangelical Christians have been obsessed with the scientifically false idea that doing research with embryonic stem cells was tantamount to murder. Back in 2006, then-President George W. Bush issued the first veto of his presidency on a bill to expand stem cell research, and while the issue had somewhat faded by 2012 in favor of birtherism and other Tea Party bullshit, it still made it into a draft plank of the Republican Party's platform that year. And in 2015, the anti-abortion brain geniuses at the Center for Medical Progress which, in keeping with the long-standing convention of shadowy right-wing orgs, was founded to promote the exact opposite of what its name suggests. And in 2015, the anti-abortion brain geniuses at the Center for Medical Progress, which, in keeping with the long-standing convention of shadowy right-wing organizations, was founded to promote the exact opposite of what its name suggests opened a fierce new front in America's culture war by falsely accusing Planned Parenthood of illegally selling fetal tissue to medical researchers. That's falsely because since the early 80s, said researchers have very legally purchased said tissues to develop, you guessed it, regenerative medical applications like the one Bang Energy's CEO dosed himself with on Instagram. Oh, and one more thing about the Center for Medical Progress's accusations against Planned Parenthood. After investigations by 15 states, as well as three congressional committees led by sniveling dweebs like Congressman Jason Chaffetz, retired but formerly from Ohio, a Republican, Trey Gowdy, retired but from South Carolina, also a Republican, and odious dipshit Jim Jordan, who is unfortunately still a Ohio Republican congressman, uh, no evidence of wrongdoing was found. In 2019, a federal jury ordered CMP to pay $2.2 million in damages to Planned Parenthood. Better luck next time, guys. Actually, not really. Stay losing. Of course, as you probably know, the GOP never gave up on its main fetally-oriented outrage machine, abortion rights. Just a few weeks ago, the Trump-installed conservative majority on the Supreme Court upheld Texas's draconian abortion ban, signaling the likely demise of Roe v. Wade. If you're wondering what that has to do with OAK, wonder no more. Between he and his company, Vital Pharmaceuticals, which is not a pharmaceutical company, He's donated at least $750,000 to Trump's campaign and associated political action committees during the 2020 election. Neat. 
Right-wing hypocrisy is to be expected and not particularly funny, but what is funny is that the natal slurry Oak pumped into his bloodstream may just be snake oil anyway, which is shocking, I know. The company behind this biologic solution is Palm Beach's CTM Biomedical, which barely exists online except for a sparse website. One of the top Google results for the firm is a July 2020 blog post by the physician founder at a different regenerative medical firm who thinks both the product's medical benefits and the firm itself are pretty dubious. I'm quoting here. CTM doesn't make their products like many of the placental tissue companies out there. The company is listed in a guy's apartment in Palm Beach or a P.O. box and has a handful of sales reps. The biggest issue in the world of amniotic or placental or umbilical cord products is ridiculous hype. That begins with the idea that these products had living, young, and vital stem cells. That bubble was burst by the published tests on these products showing no living cells, let alone stem cells. The fact that CTM Biomedical has chosen to call these dead tissue pluripotent is just plain bizarre. That's taking hype to a new level. Close quote. Questionable science married to spectacular hype for profit? No wonder Bang's founder is shooting this stuff up. That's l'essence de walk, baby. <laughs> that was my French accent. I'm realizing now that this coverage may have convinced you that you should not, under any circumstance, follow at bangenergy.ceo on Instagram. But even if you don't, his content may find you elsewhere. In the caption of the Facebook Live video of Oak Shot, his doctor wrote, Also watch out for him on Netflix, coming soon. Given the source and OAK's penchant for self-promotion, this might just be pure bullshit. Then again, that's never stopped him before. Meet next, Bud Light's carb-free long shot. Last week, Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is doing amazing things, why do you ask, announced the coming release of Bud Light Next, a 4% ABV beer that clocks in at 80 calories and zero carbs that the company has supposedly been developing for a decade. Finally, you'll be able to honestly tell your friends that you're buying the next round without putting your ketosis at risk. I assume you're thrilled. Or maybe you're not. But ABI's major shareholders might be. The mega brewer desperately needs a hit or several in the U.S., where sales of Bud Light have been on the decline for years, not to mention Bud Heavy. Recent line extensions on the Bud Light brand have been a mixed bag, from fruity spinoffs like the Rita's, to the workhorse Chilada family, to FMB also rands like Seltzer and Lemonade. But wellness-oriented drinkers are supposedly clamoring for healthier beverages across the soft-to-hard drink spectrum. I'd add a quick caveat here to point out that that's not totally true, um, as Kate Bernat and Brian Roth at Good Beer Hunting, as well as others, have pointed out, some of the best performing hard seltzer options out there are actually higher ABV stuff, which is obviously not really skewing healthier, um, or even really perceived better for you. So keep it in mind, a bit of a complicating factor. It's not so simple as people just want healthier shit. They may say they do, though. Anyway. ABI is placing what Bud Light VP Andy Goler described to Adweek as one of its big bets on Bud Light Next, hoping it'll find an audience with, I don't know, thirsty 24-and-a-half-year-old paleo bros who own multiple pairs of both Allbirds and Bird Dogs and use grub as a verb? Hmm. 
But hey, the line extension won't hit shelves until next February, at which time ABI will presumably use all the money it was never going to spend on another Budweiser commercial for a next spot instead. That's plenty of time to figure out those last nitty-gritty details, such as who actually wants to drink this stuff, how should we position against Michelob Ultra, a low-carb beer that people actually want, and what to do about the branding, which looks like it was jacked from a bootleg Tron DVD case and in no way gives off future sales blockbuster we spent 10 years perfecting vibes. While we're on the subject of Bud Light Next branding, I must acknowledge MTV's Next, a gloriously mid-odds dating series in which people made snap judgments about who they would and would not bang for the entertainment of you, the American cable TV viewer. Remember this? One bus, five daters. They'll get cash for every minute they last. The one that makes it to the end will choose. Either go on a second date or take the money. Careful what you do, because you may be next. Man, that show is a lot. This brings up an important metaphysical dilemma. If Bud Light Next existed in the same space and time as MTV's Next, is it possible that someone could be nexted for admitting they drink Next? That's a real nexus of the universe. The bottom shelf. Welcome to the bottom shelf, a roundup of headlines from across the beverage landscape that caught my eye last week. Starbucks is waging a ridiculous, sinister union-busting campaign. As Buffalo, New York Starbucks workers continue to organize for an upcoming union election, the corporation continues to give the lie to its progressive veneer by engaging in union-busting 101. The coffee giant is trying to expand voting eligibility to all 450 workers in the city, rather than just those at the unionizing stores, in a classic effort to water down the election. It's also sending its executives to do menial tasks at its Buffalo locations, resulting in incredibly cringy moments of one big family corporate vaudeville, like when president of Starbucks North America, Ross Ann Williams, swept the floors in uh, one Buffalo location. (laughs) As the organizing workers tweeted from the SB Workers United Twitter account, our floors are fine. Clean up your anti-union campaign. Revolt of the Delivery Workers Curbed went long on the daily indignities, exploitations, and dangers delivery guys in New York City contend with as they fulfill dozens of orders for shit pay from billion-dollar platforms like DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats each day. One worker calls the platforms Patron Fantasma, the Phantom Boss, always watching and quick to punish you. This was excellent humanizing reporting, and I highly recommend you read it in full. And it also has implications for the drinking public, too, because... Uber acquired booze delivery leader Drizzly earlier this year for like $1.1 billion, and delivery platform GoPuff has been buying up smaller alcohol platforms too. How a West Virginia barrel company is turning heads in the bourbon industry. This was a nifty little look from my long-ago thrills compatriot Bill Carney at how an Appalachian cooperage is trying to break into the clandestine, highly lucrative business of bourbon barrel manufacture using infrared and CNC technology. It's pretty cool. Buzzballs, TikTok, and the mechanics of accidental virality. Here's a quote from a Vice piece that I read over the summer by Drew Millard that I really like. I mean, I like the whole piece, but this quote in particular really popped. Quote, we've gone from, I'm drinking four loco and it's funny because the can is really ugly and there's weird chemicals in it, to, I'm drinking a buzzball and I'm glad that my money is going to a woman-owned company which cares enough to list all the ingredients on the front of the plastic sphere can. This was a really fun look at how... 
social platforms sort of drive consumption patterns and you know performative consumption patterns on social media. And I had read it over my vacation but forgot to share it. So now I have. Go check it out. All right. That was the newsletter from September 20th, 2021, titled The Pseudoscientific Spectacle of Bang Energy CEO. And this has been another bonus edition of the Fingers Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a comment on fingers.substack.com. And please follow its.fingers on Instagram. That's at its.fingers on Instagram. And last but not least, thank you so much to all the friends of Fingers who purchased subscriptions to support this project. It really means the world to me. I, I can't say thank you enough. And if you haven't bought one yet but want to, by all means, please do at fingers.substack.com. Go check it out. Signing off from Fingers Headquarters, it's your fearless Fingers editor, Dave Infante, reminding you that I am not responsible for any brain damage you take on after following Bang Energy CEO on Instagram. <laughs> See you later. Bye.